This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals. Hello, and welcome to the Pheno by Niox podcast. Welcome to our quick review of national and international guidelines for pheno testing. Pheno testing has really gained traction over the last five years, and thousands of physicians use it every day to improve patient outcomes. Most national and international societies recognise the value of pheno testing to help achieve more accurate diagnosis and better asthma management, and now include pheno in their recommendations. The American Thoracic Society, the European Respiratory Society, the Global Initiative for Asthma, the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute in the US and the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence in the UK have recently updated their guidelines. This episode provides a helpful overview of the main recommendations on phenotesting. Many studies have shown that phenotesting can help rule in or rule out an asthma diagnosis, predict inhaled corticosteroid or ICS responsiveness, optimise therapy, uncover non-adherence and reduce exacerbations by up to 50%, all by accurately assessing airway inflammation at the point of care. Therefore, it's important to measure pheno levels correctly and interpret the results with care. Recently updated guidelines aim to guide healthcare professionals through this process. Let's look at pheno in the guidelines. Nowadays, most guidelines recognise the added value of phenotesting within asthma diagnosis and management. The American Thoracic Society, the ATS, was the first to recognise the broad range of clinical benefits of phenotesting in 2011 and set up widely used cutoff points for the interpretation of results. Low pheno values, so that's 25 parts per billion or PPB, or less for adults and 20 parts per billion or less for children under 12 indicate that type 2 inflammation and responsiveness to corticosteroid treatment is unlikely. High pheno levels, meaning 50 parts per billion or more for adults and 35 parts per billion or more for children under 12 point in the opposite direction, suggesting type 2 inflammation and responsiveness to corticosteroids is likely. The ATS strongly recommends that healthcare professionals use phenotesting to diagnose type 2 inflammation and predict the likelihood of steroid responsiveness. It also strongly recommends performing regular phenotests in asthma patients to monitor their airway inflammation levels. In 2021, the ATS published a new guideline recommending that phenotesting should be incorporated in usual care when treating asthma patients. In 2021 and 2022, the European Respiratory Society, the ERS, published its first guidelines on the diagnosis of asthma in children and adults. Professor Errol Gaillard led the work on the paediatric guideline and the group agreed to recommend phenotesting as a first-line test to diagnose asthma in children. In the adult guideline, led by Professor Renaud-Louis, 
phenotesting is recommended as part of the diagnostic workup if there's uncertainty after spirometry and bronchodilator reversibility testing. The ERS hasn't yet released guidelines on the management of mild to moderate asthma, but did publish a joint guideline with the ATS in 2020, recommending the use of pheno in severe asthma to identify patients appropriate for biologic treatment, as well as to select the right biologic. In 2017, the NG80 guideline, published by the UK's National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, known as NICE, also focused on the diagnosis of asthma. Its recommendations are very similar to those of the ERS. NICE recommends performing phenotesting in all adults when a diagnosis of asthma is suspected. NICE also suggests considering phenotesting in children aged 5 to 17 if the diagnosis is still uncertain after initial assessment and to manage patients who are symptomatic despite ICS. The Institute recommends using 40 parts per billion as a single cutoff to determine the likelihood of airway inflammation. In the US, in 2020, the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute, the NHLBI, published a focused update to its asthma guidelines. This update addresses six important areas, including phenotesting. The NHLBI recommends adding phenotesting to the diagnostic workup in both adults and children if the diagnosis of asthma is uncertain or if spirometry can't be performed. The group also recognised the value of phenotesting in asthma management and recommends phenotesting to help choose and manage ICS therapy. The Global Initiative for Asthma, known as GINA, has been including phenotesting in its guidelines for many years especially in the severe asthma treatment algorithm. GINA lists pheno as one of the biomarkers that can be used to assess the severe asthma phenotype. In addition, GINA recognises pheno as a predictor of good response to certain biologics, saying pheno levels greater than 20 parts per billion indicate a good response to omalizumab, an anti-IgE, and levels greater than 25 parts per billion suggest a patient will respond well to dupilumab, an anti-IL-4R. What was the role of NIOCS in the creation of the guidelines? Well, NIOCS has been the phenotechnology of choice in the vast majority of clinical studies since its invention in 1999. Therefore, the recommendations in the guidelines come mainly from studies where NIOCS devices were used to obtain patients' phenovalues. For instance, in the studies analysed by the ATS to define the widely used cutoff points of 25 and 50 parts per billion, 83% of patients used NIOX devices to perform phenotesting. Today, NIOX Vero is the gold standard phenotesting device, proven to be accurate, reliable, and straightforward, and a great companion as you implement the guideline recommendations in your clinical practice. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Pheno and Niox, just look for the advice on niox.com. To help patients understand the Pheno testing process, there's also a website created specially for them at phenoandasthma.com.